Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Round and Tail podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is Crash Mo Crash Course, where we'll take a look at the new eShop Puzzler as well as have impressions of an uh, uh, under-the-radar title of sorts, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed for the Wii U. Plus, of course, we're back to our usual format after our crazy launch special last week, which you can find on randomtail.com if you missed it, which means we also have our usual giant heaping of news. So, I mentioned Wii U. Let's talk Wii U. It seems like the hype cycle's Yay. beginning. <laughs> Wii U. Yeah, like an ambulance. Yep. Wii U. It's gotten Wii. better so much in the past few weeks. Yeah, although they haven't done anything to make it better. They haven't pushed any patches. Well, fine, I guess. Not as many people are online at the same time anymore, so the Miiverse actually goes... Or they beefed up their servers. Basically, they beefed up their servers. Yeah, it's like almost, I don't want to say instant, but pretty fast between yeah. flipping through the pages of the... On Miiverse, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. But yeah, um... So the Wii U, you know, we were in a huge hype cycle, basically. Like, the Wii for the last year, we'd be like, oh, Wii U, Wii U, can't wait, and it's out. And now the hype cycle begins anew, this time with games. So in a recent interview with uh, IGN, Nintendo Global President Satoru Iwata uh, confirmed that there is a 3D Mario game and there is a Zelda coming to the Wii U. Shocking, right? Their big mm. franchises are coming to the Wii U. Who would have guessed? Not me. But, really. Hmm. I don't know. But, um, he said that, uh, he told IGN that, quote, this is not the right opportunity for me to indicate when we will make such announcements. So we basically got an announcement that there will be an announcement, but they won't announce when the announcement will be announced. Like Brawl, basically? I mean, Brawl. The next Smash Brothers, kind of? Well, no, they announced it. Like, at E3, like, we're making it, or no, it was a press release or whatever. Like, we're making a new Smash Brothers. Just being well, they said it at E3, but I remember, like... Yeah, but that's an so announcement. Much... They said it, like, formally. This, basically, he's like, no, we're no, going to no. announce them. When we announce them. And when we announce them, there will be an announcement, and we will be announcing said announcement at the time of the announcement. Didn't, but didn't um, Sakurai at some point say that it was, like, prematurely announced that he would have won? Like, oh, 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 yeah, when they first unveiled the Wii U in yeah, 2011. Yeah, that's he's like, saying. there's a Smash Bros. coming, and Sakurai's like, huh? <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I guess I got a job for the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, basically. But um, also, Iwala said, kind of not, not part of the hype cycle, but just worth mentioning that um, he apologizes for the giant day one update we all just suffered through with the Wii U and said he's very sorry that the system didn't come with everything it was supposed to right I forgive you Iwata I was satisfied I guess yeah I'm satisfied I mean I downloaded it at like 2 in the morning so yeah I was gonna set it up at 2 in the morning it wasn't that big of a deal yeah I was gonna set it up at 2 in the morning regardless it's just a question of how long the setup would take like I wasn't gonna play anything at that point so that's fine but um in more intriguing uh teases of what's to come um Nintendo's product marketing director uh, Bill Trennan, who's also Miyamoto's personal translator and the guy in charge of uh, their treehouse, which is their localization team, he said to GameSpot that uh, we may be seeing some more interconnectivity between the Wii U and the 3DS at E3 in June. Yes, the Wii's been out for a week or, or, or two, and we're already talking about E3 in June. Wow. Yeah, that's how the hype cycle goes. The second one thing ends, you move on to the next. Second E3 ended, we were talking about the launch. Second launch ends, we talk about the next E3. I bet we'll know everything about it by like before E3. About the Wii U? I would hope so, because we own it. No, well, yeah, I mean, just because of their Nintendo Directs. Oh, yeah, well, what he was saying is, he thinks there'll be more Wii U and 3DS interconnectivity before, um, by then, or at E3. And then, in the meantime, between now and then, there's Monster Hunter 3, which will be on both systems in March, and have some sort of ability to transfer data. And he reconfirmed that Smash Bros. will have connectivity between the two versions, the Wii U and the uh, 3DS. But it might not be connectivity in the sense of, like, GameCube, Game Boy, which is what the Wii U basically is now. Oh, the PlayStation All-Stars? It might be, no, it might, or, yeah, it might be more, like, just transferring saves back and forth or something. I think that's how Monster Hunter does it. Like, your items and your profile, or your character and whatnot go back and forth. So you can level up on the go and then come back and continue on your TV. 
So yeah, like PlayStation. Yeah. But um uh what was I gonna say? Yeah, he went on to say that he suspects there will be to quote he suspects that there will probably be more examples of this, you know, three D S Wii U interoperability, as he put it, coming. Hmm. I don't know if that's a hint or if he just thinks there might be, but it sounds like Nintendo might be giving it a second go. Because with the DS and the Wii, they kind of stopped short. They, like, Pokemon Battle Revolution was, like, the big one. And that was it. Oh. Think about it. What other games could you connect the DS and the Wii? I'm uh, thinking... That was it. Pokemon. Transferring Pokemon. I could think of. Nick used it as a controller in that same game, but... That's yeah, but it's like... Game. So it seems like they're still, they're going to try and do it a little more this time around. Who knows if it'll be successful this time, but... It's there. Well, now they have four screens to work with, so... Yeah, yeah, should be fun. <laughs> Too many screens. Well, I de- I would imagine you'd use the 3DS instead of the gamepad. You would have all of that. <laughs> you have the gamepad on the side just displaying or maybe, text. Or yeah, something. or maybe they just mean it will be data transfers. Hmm. I'd be okay with that. If it's like Smash Bros, where there are two independent games, at least based on what we know, they sound like two independent games that just have some sort of connectivity of data sharing or something, that's okay. Also, PlayStation approach, where it's like you can start on one, pick up on the other. But obviously, I'd want separate experiences, not like with Vita, where it's literally just scaled down PS3 yeah. games. But um, not scaled yeah. up that much, though. Also, it's right. almost identical, but that's probably because they probably made it like that on purpose. Well, yeah, but even then, you're, it's like the same game in two places. It's, yeah. I'd rather have two separate games that oh, somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. can share. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you want to spend like fifty bucks twice. Exactly. Even though you get it for free. Yeah. That other one. Well, yeah, with PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like tr- I'm advertising that game. You are <laughs> unintentionally. Uh, what did you think of it? Did you play it? Yeah. Do you like it? How's it compare to Smash? Um, only in aesthetics, I guess. To someone just watching you play, it'll look just like Smash Brothers. Yeah. But when you play it, it's definitely not so much like Smash Brothers, I guess. It's just about meter management, and you definitely don't get that. It's nothing like Smash Brothers. There's no meter there at all, actually. That's just King of the Hill. Yeah. And this is, I don't know, pummel your opponent until you have enough meter to kill them. Right, so it's a different mechanic entirely. Yeah, it, it definitely does change the way you play a lot. Interesting. Well, anyway, back to Mr. Trennan. Uh, so about Trennan. I know, this is a Nintendo podcast. Right? Yeah, I know, it's just, you know, it's a point of comparison, it's interesting. Um, Back to uh, Trennan, though. Uh, so he also said when talking with GameSpot that uh, there's going to be more Nintendo Directs, much like you just hinted at, Jose, or not hinted at, but suggested. <laughs> you hinted, you're in the know, that um, there will be more Nintendo Directs between now and E3, naturally. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of those is for Yoshi's Land, if that turns out to be real. Now, as you may recall, in our special episode last week, episode 30, we talked about how the Miiverse was hacked, and, well, not really hacked, Nintendo claims it was a mock-up menu that had access, but either way, the back end of Miiverse was exposed. That sounds so... <laughs> the back end of Miiverse, <laughs> I, I just pictured the Miiverse, but like inverted. Yeah, no, the, yeah, the back end of the Miiverse was exposed to the world, scandalous, and um, Yoshi's Land was listed as a community on there. There's no such game called Yoshi's Land, and now uh, there's more evidence pointing to Yoshi's Land maybe being an actual thing that will be released as uh, Best Buy and Future Ooh, maybe Shop. That's Retro Studios' game. No, I doubt. If anything, it probably be Goodfield who did Kirby's Epic Yarn, and they'll do a similar awesome aesthetic but obviously in hd for Kurt. like they'll do good feel also did wario land they did shake wario land shake it as well yeah so i can see them doing some sort of like yoshi's island style hd oh the look. all and crayon that'd be so cool hd crayon that'd look really cool <laughs> i'm serious that'd look no, awesome no, yeah yeah it would, it would it would but anyway um so best buy and their sister company future shop up in canada listed yoshi's land like had a product page listed for yoshi's land 
and it has the most generic listing ever. So they could just, I mean, listen to this. They probably just wrote this themselves, but take Yoshi on an epic adventure to remember, what? To remember? Okay, let's restart. <laughs> Maybe this isn't so generic. I didn't see that before. Take Yoshi on an epic adventure to remember. Oh, an epic adventure yeah, worth they're, remembering. They're, yeah, they're... That's a horrible word. Uh, in Yoshi Land on Wii, Nintendo Wii U. Check out Yoshi as you've never seen him before in glorious high definition. Enjoy dual screen control thanks to the Wii U touchscreen gamepad. Or while you'll also be able to experience full integration with Nintendo's Miiverse service. Now, if you've got, that is by far the most generic. Because <laughs> you could apply that to any game. You could. You swap out Yoshi for Mario, and you got New Super Mario Bros. U. You swap out Yoshi for Zelda, and it could be Battle well, Quest in Nintendo Land. Zelda Battle Quest Nintendo. Point being, I don't know if this is worth taking with more than a grain of salt, but the fact of the matter is. There's now two separate sources pointing to Yoshi's Land possibly being a thing. Or one source could have just seen the other source and decided to just make a posting just in case. Maybe. But that seems just to get, silly. Just to get... That, realistically, that's probably what Best Buy did. It's kind of like how GameStop accidentally listed Donkey Kong 3DS, which is not a thing. Oh. Uh-huh. And they had fake boxes in Australia for it. Like, they printed out homemade boxes. No, no, they had them here at my local GameStop, too. It just had the generic... Donkey Kong Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and, yep. like, hitting their chest. Yeah, so who knows if it's going to be real, but between... Between the Miiverse leak, this being posted, the fact that all the Nintendo Directs have had fruit imagery randomly, and the fact that Reggie oh, has promised, yeah, and I, and Reggie has promised there'll be more surprises in the launch window, and Trendin saying there's gonna be more Nintendo Directs, like something's up. I don't know if it's this or some other thing, but there's something happening oh, for sure. The, the fruit might make sense. I mean, Nintendo oh, would they really just do something random? Yeah, for, for the memes. Sake of doing it? For memes, because people latch. I remember non-specific action figure. In the E3 video, actually, yeah, but he was a meme. They did it for the meme with the fruit. They had Iwata staring at bananas for no reason. Then they had Trinan staring at an orange in tribute, possibly to Iwata, or as part of a grander scheme to unveil Yoshi's Land in crayon form. I like to think it was for a greater scheme. So do I, but realistically, yeah. But see, this is what I mean about the hype cycle beginning anew. Like we're literally under a month from when we first purchased our way under a month when we first purchased our Wii U and already yeah, we're like what are these hints what are these hints for and what's that mean and it's just how it works it's what's fun about being in town guys it's like a constant cycle of speculation and news and exciting new things and not so exciting current things <laughs> are you saying Xbox and Sony don't get this oh no they do but fine being a video game fan oh. you're right they do well, um, NPC gamers I almost forgot about them what? No, I forgot about PC oh NPC yeah oh. Steam yeah yeah. Well, not all PC people. No, I know. I'm just listing Steam as an example. Oh. Uh, but as I was just saying with, like, news, and it's always like, there's always news. Here we go. There's always news. A new Wii was announced. Like, out of nowhere, we got a new Wii. Sort of. The Wii Mini is a $100 miniature Wii, as the name implies. It's a redesign of the current Wii. It looks like a cross between a Famicom and a GameCube. It's a matte black up top with Wii engraved on Probably it. Probably because it it's a top. lot more like those than it is to the Wii. It just plays games. Put oh, that's true. It plays games. Yeah. All it does. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it has like a map. back in the day when yeah. that's all they did. Yeah. It had one a... job. Yeah. It's top loading, like the GameCube. Like, there's no disc slot. You oh. open it with a je- with a release button, just like the GameCube, and it's red. It's bright, bright, bright red. I want the controller. The Wii, the red Wiimote? Yeah. Yeah, it comes with the red Wiimote and that truck. I hope they sell those separately again. Or did they ever sell them separately? I don't know. I'm I want to say they did. I don't think they did. I think they only had the Mario bundle with them. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, but anyway, so the Wii Mini 
It's 100 bucks in Canada. It launches December 7th, and as you point out, it only plays games. It has no Wi-Fi whatsoever. That means no WiiWare, no Virtual... Wait, so that means... Does it no, have channels? Uh, they probably stripped it to some extent, but it'll have no WiiWare, no Virtual Console, no uh, Netflix, no Hulu+, Plus, presumably no Weather Channel, presumably no uh, News assume? Channel, presumably no Me, uh, Me the, Plaza. They'll have the Me app, but it won't have the Plaza that connects to the web, I'd imagine. Oh, I guess that's all. Yeah, basically they're stripping. It would it. just be the settings, the me, the me maker, and the game. And that's Pretty it. much, and like I said, no GameCube, but that's no surprise since the current Wii doesn't have GameCube anymore. Yeah. But so, so here's the thing. Like, I mean, the system does look nice. Like you said, look, it does. It, or we both said it looks a lot like a family, like an older system which only play games. It kind of. I know. Like, like honestly, it doesn't seem like that bad. No, and it. Well, like, it, I mean, if you just want to play the games and that's it. But that's the you thing. You can't play them online at all. No, but that's. I mean. I, mean, I know, online all, all on Wii is a joke. I know, but... all the good Wii games aren't even online. I know, but still, it's just like, like... Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you never had a Wii, and you're, like, on the fence about getting a Wii U, you could just get that and just play, like, Skyward Sword, Mario Guys. All the games you just want yeah. to play, and that's it. Yeah, here's my thought well, on it. Well, you could also do that on the Wii U, so... Exactly. I mean, clearly Nintendo's trying to get additional sales out of the Wii at this point. In my mind, like, obviously, they're like, how can we spur sales? Because well, this, well, prof- this is what's profitable. The Wii U is not profitable until some, they sell a game with it, according to Reggie, Nintendo President Reggie Fizeve. So, like, when what, as soon as they sell a single game with a console, suddenly the whole thing as one is profitable. With a hundred dollar Wii, but then, so this thing right off at least one other game besides. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to buy a game oh, with the system. Yeah, yeah. This, however, is profitable, no doubt, from day one. I mean, they took out the slot, the disc slot, that cost more money. Took out GameCube compatibility, that cost money. Took out the Wi-Fi chip, that cost money. This thing's like bare bones, which means they're making a ton of money off it. And yet they could sell it as a brand new thing because it's the Wii Mini. But um, with that said, it's kind of like it's weird because it's a lot of people use the Wii as a set top box. So I mean, I guess this fits in the idea that you know they can make the most money possible because now they can sell the Wii strictly for games and get all that money. Or if someone wants a set top box that plays games, get the Wii U, which is more expensive and has more expensive games. So then if they buy the Wii, which has Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, YouTube. I think Nintendo's trying to position the Wii now as, like, the pure gaming experience, like you were kind of saying, while the Wii U is the multimedia hub of your living room. It's like the NES days again. Just the game thing. Well, the, well, the Wii Nintendo Mini is. Game the Wii yeah, Mini yeah, yeah, is yeah, not. Yeah. I think I meant the whole thing, yeah. But it, it's interesting to say the least. The other interesting thing is uh, it's I only... I think it should be a little cheaper, though. I don't know why. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to go that bare bones, I, mean, I understand they're maximizing profit here, but they could go, like, 70 or 80. Yeah, because I remember the GameCube when its last cycle was a uh, 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I don't if know, they I mean, did like 80... I if, mean, there is that subsidized Xbox. I mean, in the long run, it does cost more than the other one that's yeah. not, that starts at 99 The one they bucks. do at Microsoft stores, yeah. yeah. but just the fact that it says 99 bucks is going to mm-hmm. make it look even more expensive. It's like, oh, just get that Xbox and yeah. end up getting paying more later. Yeah, that's so. the thing with the Wii U... With the, sorry, the Wii Mini is... And I know I kind of contradict myself because I'm like, well, Nintendo loses money on a Wii U, but yet they want to steer people away from the Wii Mini unless they only want games. But it's kind of like, I think they're looking broader and that's why they're probably keeping the price where it is. Because they're like, anyone that wants to play Wii games will pay the 100 bucks, presumably. Mm. If they only want to play Wii games. A parent can get it for their six-year-old sure, all the good games right now like, Choice yeah, the press re- the press cheap. release for this thing was literally like, check out these great games. And it lists like every Nintendo Select. They listed Skyward Sword, they listed Donkey Kong Country Returns. They just listed everything. Like, 1,300 games in total. As they put it, big fun, small price. But <laughs> but it's just... So I think for anyone that wants to get it for like a little kid or something, it's 
it's good because the kid might not. As a starter the system. Not, yeah, exactly. That would actually might be perfect. Right, and then they can get a ton of money because the things they're making so much. Not to worry about the kids going online, you know. Right. Yeah, and they can make. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, and then they make a lot of money. And if for anyone that wants, so the Wii U would be too complicated. Sorry if I keep interrupting you. It's fine. I'm just saying. Then the the Wii U is for the people that want like the more the more broad experience the one where they're going to invest in all these games going down the line all these full price $60 games not Nintendo Selects are 20 basic it sounds like I'm like talking in circles basically my <laughs> point is uh-huh. feel free to disagree or agree or whatever my point is they're making the Wii into this budget system that actually is going to give them a ton of money right away right off the bat even though everything's cheaper. Like, they'll make more money with that than they will with the standard Wii. And then on the other side, they have the premium Wii U, where they'll make a lot of money that way because the game's more expensive, the console's more expensive, the services make it more enticing as a multimedia hub. So they have, like, two-prong attack kind of going. And both of them are making the money. That was my point. They got the consumers surrounded. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, they already had consumers surrounded. Like, if you look at, uh, like, Black Friday sales, Nintendo, like, all their systems sold a lot, which we'll get to in a sec, but uh, real quick before that... Canada exclusive Wii Mini. Let's just emphasize Canada exclusive. That's odd to me. I get why they're doing it. It's like a test bed. If it sells well in Canada, they can send it elsewhere in the world. If it doesn't sell well, it'll just be a little blip on the radar that gets forgotten How in five years. How bad does that do, though? I don't like, know. And this mean, is why I don't get is like why... I feel like they could just release it in small quantities over that. Well, because they're doing a test in in the sense that like... In Canada? Yeah, because it's a smaller population. So they could release fewer in the market and still say, say it sold like super well by comparison to the Canadian population. Like if they release it so here... Like demographic, like, like the put, right... I, I'm not sure, but a lot of tech companies do these like test bed things in Canada, oh, right. where it's like basically so it's not a success your... in Canada takes less than a success in America. So you, they could call it successful and say they, it didn't bomb, even if it sells significantly lower than what it would sell in America, because uh, it's a smaller population to work with. So it's a good way, and it's a good way to gauge interest in the sense that they could compare the demographic and just extrapolate that to the bigger population of the U.S. If they go through it, <laughs> two people liked it. Two yeah, million people will <laughs> exactly. like it. <laughs> but the only weird We're thing, the only weird thing is that, and also that's why it came out after Black Friday in Canada. Black Friday is not a huge deal. It's starting to become a big deal. A lot of Canadians actually came south of the border, east comes south of the border for Black Friday deals, and then go back up with oh, their well. stuff. But Canadian retailers, are, Canadian retailers are starting to have Black Friday now, but clearly the fact that this comes out December 7th, which is weeks after Black Friday, you know, it's not as big of a deal in Canada, which is probably another reason. They might not have had it ready for America in time for Black Friday, and they didn't want to de-emphasize the Wii U by releasing two systems in the same week. Oh, well, so they spaced it, and they put it in Canada, and it's very red, like the Canadian flag. Well, I can't wait to see a picture of it on December 7th next to yeah, a I banana want to see for size comparison. A banana? Just so, look at it next to a Wiimote. It's always, it's always a banana. You use oh. a banana as your size comparison point? But, um, no, well, I mean, a Wiimote, like, they already have on the, I don't know what they call it, the, on the picture that they have, yeah. the Wii Mini, it has, it already has a Wiimote next to it, and it's slightly taller. Yeah, it's about the size of a DVD. Let me see, holding this Wiimote right here. Basically, here's... the Wii That's Mini is so about, big. the Wii Mini, not, eh, kinda. It's the like... Wii Mini's like the size of a DVD with a little room around the side. Let me see. It's like a DVD case. Ah, it's about roughly this big. It's the size of a DVD? Not that thick, but... Yeah, yeah, it's the size of a DVD, a little bigger. Yeah. Well, I enough mean, it has, for to, a... it has to be big enough for the CD to fit in, obviously. Yeah, but... but not by a whole lot. Yeah, it's probably it, actually. I'm holding, for those that can't see us, which is all of you, I'm holding <laughs> a uh, lot of CD folio things. Yeah, it's probably about the size. Full of games. Full of games is is. Speaking of games is you know what Nintendo sold a lot of? No, I don't. Things that Wait, play. Wait, do. Let things me that play games is is. Aww. Sorry, I ruined your fun. And that segues into a very special middle of the episode Uh-oh. edition of Jason Sales Corner Black Friday. 
We haven't had one of these Edition. in a while. Yeah, we're going to have two back-to-back because NPD sales numbers come out by the next episode, I think. Oh, but anyway, here's the thing. It's actually really interesting this time because it's about how the Wii U is doing and what that means for the future. Brace yourself. So, yeah, brace. All right. So, uh, Reggie, who we've talked about a lot already, he Reggie. spoke with CNET on Monday as per, as I... Why am I tooting my horn about this? Every year, Nintendo, the weekend after Black Friday, that Monday always releases a press release or talks to the press about their sales, and this year is no different. Monday morning, first thing Reggie does, calls CNN and say, Hi, I'm Reggie. Here are some numbers, and just spouts them off. So, that's probably not how it went. It's probably a full interview. So, if you have, like, a... Oh, okay. And I'll, if, no, I don't think it really went like that. I was just saying. No, that's also anyone who could impersonate Reggie's voice perfectly. Yeah, just call just, CNN. they could just call me, Yo, CNN, um... 8 million Wii U's. We ship 500,000, but there are 8 million out there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he said that Nintendo sold a total in the week-long period of Black Friday, you know, from the Sunday before up through the end of the weekend, 1.2 million systems over those, I guess, 7, 8 days. Wii U's? No, 1.2 million systems total. Oh. Every system. Here's the breakdown. The Wii U... Huh? No, that it's a... Hu- that's a huge number. 1.2 million in a week? No, but that's everything. Yeah, but still, that's big. Yeah, it's big, but it's not as big as it's been. You're right. Yeah, so it's like 3DS, 3DS, so... Well, it's, it, yeah, 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 but still, 1.2 million. They're still selling DSIs, yeah. so... Yeah, you'd be surprised. We'll get to that in a sec. They're actually outselling the 3DS. The Whoa. DS. Yeah. Uh, so the Wii U, we'll start with the Wii U. That sold 400,000 units in its first week on the market. Pretty good. For comparison, um, the Wii, when it launched in U.S. territory, sold 475,000 in its first week. So the Wii U is only behind by 75,000, even though it's way more plentiful in supply. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. There's two ways of looking at it. One is the Wii U, the Wii U is selling worse and there's more, which means less interest. But the other is it's still selling really close to the Wii and they just have more stock and stock was replenished, you know, during this week and after that week. So the stock you may see now might already you know, have it outpace the Wii. Yeah, because there's some places that it was completely sold out, but that Best Buy went to seem I was at Best Buy a day or two ago, and they had like seven or eight of them. Hmm. So Nintendo's definitely, they've done three or four shipments at this point for sure. So they're definitely doing a better job in that regard than the Wii. So even though it sold slightly less, you probably have an easier time. It sold slightly less, but they have more shipments. So between the two, if you're going to go buy a Wii right now, you could probably get one. But it's still really close to the Wii. I want to emphasize that. Like, everyone's like, oh, the Wii U's bombing, da, da, da. No, it's 75000 away from the Wii in this first week. That's pretty good. Well, it'll be interesting is to see how it does in the rest of the month when we get the December uh, industry chart. Or the November. In, in December, we'll get the November industry chart. That's NPD. Oh. Uh, probably, probably by the next episode. But a um, couple, com- couple points to make about that. So 400000 Wii U's. A lot of websites were saying this is significantly less than the Wii's first week where it sold 600,000. Except that's wrong. Yes, the Wii sold 600,000 the first week, but that was in U.S. and Canada combined. The 400,000 figure is U.S. only, and the 475,000 that the Wii sold back in 06, that's U.S. only as well. So that's the accurate number, and that's one where there's a very slim difference. Uh, so right now it's wait, okay. essentially on pace with the Wii. A little lower. But How is it combined? How's what combined? The Wii and the Wii U? Wii U and Wii U. Oh, they didn't announce that. They didn't announce that. So either it bombed really hard in Canada, hence the Wii Mini. No, either it bombed really hard in Canada, or Nintendo just chose not to... I don't know. Oh. Yeah, they, they for some reason didn't announce that. I wonder if that means Canada didn't do too well. Or if the Wii U didn't do too well in Canada. I'm sure Canada itself is fine. They're a nice state <laughs> with 
syrup and bacon and Mounties and no offense Canadians, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's the uh, for comparison against other systems. The Xbox 360 sold 750,000 units during Black Friday week, Whoa. and PS3 sold 525,000 units. Now I know what you're thinking. But those are old systems. They shouldn't be selling as well. The new hyped-up machine, the Wii U, should be selling, right? Well, you could argue that the uh, cheaper price of the PS3 and the 360 and the fact that all of them for mm-hmm. 200 bucks came with multiple games made, if people were looking for value, they weren't going to go with the $300 new console. They'd go with the old trustworthy whatever it is with the multiple games packed right yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, for 250 you get, like, there's some crazy bundles. I think you get like un- no, not Uncharted. Was it two hundred for the Uncharted bundle? There was like one that came with Infamous One and Two, and Uncharted One and Two, and you get the PlayStation Slim, yeah, the Super Slim. I don't even yeah, know so you it. get all that for fifty or hundred less than you'd get the Wii Basic or Deluxe. So if you're a person who doesn't really care about your like alliance, you know your allegiance, or isn't necessarily enticed by the gamepad, that's obviously the better deal is going PS3, which is probably why they sold so much more. But once again. Wii U's only four hundred, or sorry, only seventy five thousand behind Wii in its first week. That's not, it's not doing bad. I, yeah, I, hate, I mean, everyone on the internet's like, oh, it's bombing. Look, I see pictures of it. No, 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 no. It's fine. It still has the Wii. Sold it still the has same. a couple years to do the same. I mean. Exactly. The PS3 had a really rocky launch, and it turned out okay. So give it time, people. It'll be fine. Like everyone's flipping out that the Wii's like dying. Wii U's a bomb, but whatever. <laughs> so that's Wii U. Here's the other systems. The Wii sold 300,000 units over that week, over Black Friday week. Not bad. Not bad. They had three pro- they had three different bundles all of which had a game included yeah, and it's all one, huh? Yeah, Just Dance and Mario and Wii Sports Just Dance and Wii Sports slash Wii Sports Resort were 130 each or you could get Skylanders with a blue Wii for 150. Hmm. Sky Skylanders is a huge thing right now. Just Dance is a huge thing right now. And for people that didn't buy a Wii, those or just the Wii Sports bundles a good bundle. Yeah, I mean, only it's two Wii Sports for 130. Yeah, 130. Yeah. That's not bad at all. So I'm not surprised it's selling well. And in fact, I'd argue that if Nintendo brought the Wii Mini to to uh, America with, game with no game bundle, I wouldn't be surprised if the game bundles that are a little more still did better because it's cheaper to get the system with the game packed in than to get the system and then the game in most cases. Like Skylanders Giants is a brand new game. Just Dance 4, brand new game. Both of them. If you get them with the system, are discounted. So I would be surprised if, like, if they bring the Wii Mini, that it actually doesn't fare quite as well as the normal Wii until they can't, you know, end those bundles. Um, on the handheld side, the DS, DSi, DS, mm-hmm. basically, sold two hundred seventy-five thousand systems, and the three DS sold two hundred fifty thousand systems. Now, I know I was just saying, oh, 75,000 isn't that big of a gap, which means 25,000 between the old DS and the current 3DS is even smaller a gap. It's already been over a year. Yes, thank you. That's the (laughs) whole thing. Here's the thing. Well, first, let's look broadly. Those handheld numbers are actually lower than they've been in the past. Uh, I'm guessing this is due to, like, the mobile scene changing. You got iPad, you got iPhone, you got iPod, you got Android devices, you got tablet. Like, it's a very different landscape now, so that's probably why handheld sales are down somewhat. But in 2010, Nintendo managed to move 900,000 DSs in a single week. That Whoa. same Black Friday week. Just under a million. And in years before that, they went over a million, if I remember correctly. And this time, between two different systems, they hit about somewhere between five and 600,000. No, I'm not doing that math right. 250 plus 250. 525,000. Wow. I'll take you to Yeah, it did. They only hit 525,000. That's like... 
And two years ago, it was 900,000. In 2011, they actually didn't even release a number for how well the 3DS did. They did percent increases over oh. non-Black Friday weeks, meaning not so well. <laughs> so at least they released a number. But, um, you know, in 2010, those 900,000 DSs helped Nintendo sell 1.5 million systems during Black Friday week, not 1.2 like they did this year. In fact, the Wii actually sold 600,000 well. that year, which, interestingly, the Wii U and the Wii combined hit 700,000. So, home consoles for Nintendo are selling stronger <laughs> in 2012 than they are in 2010, except there's a new console, so you think they sell whatever. Well, point I being... I mean, I guess you could take that into account. I mean, there are two Nintendo ones. There's only one Sony right now. They don't have the PS2 anymore, and they don't have... Right. And Xbox only has that yeah. Xbox. Yeah, But, yeah, still, it's just like... Nintendo was selling... I know I said this, but I just want to reemphasize. 900,000 DS family systems. You know, DSi, DS Lite, DSi XL in 2010, and only 525 this year. Granted, that's still way better than the PS Vita, which sold 160,000, in part due to a great Amazon bundle that had, like, three games, and there's only 180 bucks, but still, like, Nintendo, you guys used to do way better, and I think, I think, like, the fact that the DS, you even commented on it, the fact that the DS is outside the 3DS is very strange. Reggie, in when speaking with CNET about these numbers, chalked it up to retailers offering better deals on the DS and the 3DS, you know, so that made the DS the more affordable option, and parents that don't know the difference are like, oh, well, they're the same thing. They just have the little white label on the box on the different I mean, side. explain things better. I know. So, um, it's just like, I don't know. You would think at this point, like, the Game Boy Advance wasn't outselling the DS during the holidays a year, 21 months into its life. Into the DS's life. Like, it was, the DS was selling better at that point, I think. But. I don't remember. I think, I know for a while Game Boy was outselling DS, but I don't think it was this far in. Like, we're almost on two years coming up, and it's still being outsold by the DS. I will say, though, it's not all... They should just pull it from the shelf so people no. don't have a choice. Yeah, they really should, actually. It, Pokemon screwed it up. Black and White 2 Pokemon. should have been 3DS Game only. Screwed it up. What? They have to stop releasing games. Yeah, it should have been Black... Black and White 2 should have been 3DS only. That would All those system sales were probably... Well, not all, but a large number was switched over. Remember, I think we talked about this in an early ep- earlier episode, that when Pokemon Black and White 2 came out, DS sales saw a huge spike. In October, imagine if that was. Imagine if that was the 3DS. You would be much better off. With that said, it's not all doom and gloom. I want to really emphasize that. Um, Reggie was pretty keen to point out, for example, that U.S. 3DS sales are actually um, at six million in only 21 months, which is a million. Well, it's a million ahead of where the DS was in the same 21 month period. The DS hit five million. 3DS hit six million. So it's outpacing its predecessor. But you could argue that the DS had a slow start, and it wasn't really until the DS Lite came out that skyrocketed. Because that's when there was Brain Age, New Super Mario Brothers, Nintendogs. All that was right after... So as soon as the the time period comes out where the the DS Lite was released, we're going to see... This trending is going to... This trending that Nintendo's going to get very quiet about. Look how the 3DS is outpacing the DS, because... It's not, yeah. It won't necessarily. With that said, though, the 3DS isn't a bomb by any means at all. It's already topped worldwide. It's already topped uh, GameCube lifetime sales. It's two-thirds of what the N64 sold, and it's over half of what the Super Nintendo sold. This is worldwide, not U.S. They all sold, obviously, more than 60 over a year. Yeah, those numbers, by the way, came from um, IGN. One of their editors tweeted them. Can we trust things. them? Yeah, he's their Nintendo guru. Richard, uh, Rich George, he's their Nintendo guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. But uh, still, it's just... It's just, I don't know how to express, like, it's confu- It's annoying because it's, like, it's doing well on one hand, but it's not doing as well as it could, and I think Nintendo needs to realize, I mean, they do realize that. Like, in Japan, the 3DS is selling gangbusters, in the U.S., 
I mean, seriously, like, it outsold the Vita 47 to 1 a few weeks ago in Japan. Forty For every one Vita, there were 47 <laughs> 3DSs sold. That's cool. Yeah, but uh, here in the States, it's not doing quite as well. And I think Nintendo's starting to realize that. Uh, they're, you know, they're addressing it in different ways. Um, they've been doing weekly rotating sales at retailers. For example, um, in two weeks, I don't remember which retailer, but it's going to be only $140 for a standard DS Oh, the yeah. that price drop. It's not a real price drop. It's yeah, just yeah. one retailer. That was the rumor that it was a price drop. And then the oh. guy's like, oh, wait, I only see it in one ad. It must not be true. And um, on top of that, they've That's been doing... cheap. Yeah. And they've been doing other deals. They actually added to... I noticed a few weeks ago, they added to their uh, holiday, happy holiday section of their of Nintendo.com, like the holiday gift guide. They have a special weekly 3DS deals page where they literally are rotating every week with brand new deals. So they're doing that to, I guess, drum up interest. Nintendo should bring back those... Bundles? No, the, the the discounts on their eShop. Yeah, they should. But no one's going to buy a system for those discounts. That's for us who already have it. That's not their main yeah, goal right now. Yeah, I want stuff for me too. Yeah, but it's not can't, their... I can't look out for but the people not their that main don't have goal. a console. It's not their main goal. I mean, I think the fact that they're doing bundles is more their main goal no. at the moment. Like on Black Friday this we past week... We nothing to them after we already bought their console. Basically. We have to buy the games. We're going to keep buying the games. You buy so many eShop games, why didn't you drop the price? How yeah. many eShop games do you have? Like 30? On the Wii U? None. No, on the 3DS. We're talking 3DS. Games that that I downloaded fifty four, yeah. Oh shit! Well, you're not gonna cause an issue. Well, we'll we'll say thirty four just because twenty of those. Either way, you're not gonna. You're like I need price drops, but clearly you're still buying things because I have to get them when they come out. Exactly. Therefore, I'll never be able to take right. advantage of a price drop. Right, you're the hardcore fan as am I that will buy things as soon as it comes out. I'm like that's all their retail games. The curse. We don't need the price drops. We might want them, but Nintendo knows that they don't need to appease us. We're going to buy it. Hmm. But they do need to appease new purchasers. Well, I mean, the, I guess for the... I mean, usually the games that I'm iffy about usually are the ones that get the price drops because I don't buy those day one. Well, yeah. You already know which games you're going to buy day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, the eShop, you buy so much more day one or within the first couple weeks than you do like, a year later. Like, I would get Chasing Aurora for, for a price drop. Yeah, I'd get it for a price I'm drop, too. I'm still trying to figure now, out Now, I like how we just switched to Wii U, but yeah, I, I I'm would, I'm still too. trying to figure out what Little Inferno is. But... It's getting good reviews, whatever it is. It's an interactive fireplace, basically, with a crazy story mm-hmm. and some physics. Yeah, but I heard that for the price is pretty short, but yeah, it's fifteen bucks. Really appreciated, right? so it's like eh. well, read reviews, see what you think. Yeah. But back to three yes for a minute. Nintendo's main goal it's not appeasing us; it's getting new people, and they have bundles that I think they're trying to use that trick with. You know, like hey guys, check out this great offer, which obviously works. That's why everyone does that sort of thing. But they uh, on Black Friday they offered a flame red 3ds with Mario 3D Land pre-installed, and it was the standard seventy one seventy price, not any additional price. And they just announced the 3DS XL bundle. The black, the black blue model, the one I have, is now for the same price as it would be previously. For two hundred dollars, you now get Mario Kart Seven pre-installed, and mm. that's launching. I should get that one. That's actually launching today, as in the day the podcast goes live. So, oh. if anyone wants the 3DS XL and is listening to this now, go buy yeah, one. Go ahead, go pause it. Go pause it, it. Go buy one. Actually, no. Take your listening device into your car. Plug it into your car if you can. If not, just put it on your lap while driving. You'll be safe. And don't do that. And go and buy it and listen to us while you go. It's a win-win for everybody. You get 200 bucks in Mario Kart, and we get to be listened to, which we so desperately like. Yes. Anyways. Anyway. So that's Black Friday in a nutshell, and that's how Nintendo's addressing, hopefully, some of those 3DS issues. But a little beyond that, um, I mentioned that Animal... Or, Sorry. I mentioned that the 3DS is selling really well in Japan, and I think Animal Crossing is actually a big part of that. New Leaf, which is the 3DS entry, 
um, has already passed a million units sold in only two weeks in Japan. 890,000 physical copies, plus at least 200,000 digital. The 200,000 number, which we actually reported on an earlier episode, was the first week only. Who knows what the second week is? But between the two, they're well over a million at this point. Damn. So, go, go Ammo Crossing. Game. They're obsessed with it over there. And rightfully so. It's a good game. How old did it do over here? Well, but not as well. You know how you know it doesn't do well? Nintendo tried making it the flagship Wii title during the holidays, I think in 2009, with City Folk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not much came of that. Oh. <laughs> it was like, okay, it came out. But remember, everyone's complaining, that's not a holiday flagship title. It's because it doesn't have the same poll here. I mean, I got it on launch week for $30 off through Amazon. If it was Halo 4, they would not be offering it for $30 off on launch week. Maybe a few weeks later, but not on launch week. Like, that should yeah. indicate a lot. But, um, also the 3DS XL has actually outsold the lifetime sales of the Vita in Japan as well, since we're talking Japan. Um, it took the 3DS XL five months to sell more than what the Vita sold in 11 months. So just something to, some food for thought there. Um, they need to do something. I don't, have you seen... The Vita needs to do something? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny that I was just complaining, like, oh, the 3DS isn't doing as well, but it's like something that did do good. Vita. Something that did do good recently. Um, the they... bundle. No, 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 no. I mean, as far as advertising goes, um, they had um the producers of Robot Chicken make them a commercial, right, for a PlayStation All Stars. Yeah, yeah. That, that commercial was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, well, you like stop motion. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sackboy. But um, yeah, there's one other. This is totally unrelated to any of the sales numbers I was just spewing. But the last story. Remember that action RPG for the Wii? The one that from... got average reviews to really good reviews? Yeah, the one, sure. The one that was from the Final Fantasy creator and was made by Mistwalker and Nintendo published in Japan and XE published in America. <laughs> that uh, one. You mean the one with the, with the collector's edition that looks like a book? Exactly. You know what that book did for that game, that collector's edition? It made it the best-selling game in the publisher exceeds history. So Anything successful. about that would make me go, whoa. Well, it's... What else do you make? That it's like has they no, well they made they made like niche Japan centric <laughs> titles in America they do like uh, so if I they do all those like RPG you know they do like the niche RPGs they do that sort of thing but the fact of the matter is Last Story still is the best selling game they've ever had and most people thought wrote it off because it was coming out so late in the Wii cycle Wii's life cycle that's a dumb reason I know but I, it makes we sense got Kirby. yeah but we didn't get in Last Story. Would we have gotten it two years ago? Maybe. I don't know. Well, we I don't, like... honestly, well, for me, I probably wouldn't have mattered when it came out. I just stopped. I just didn't get it. Yeah, but I feel I, like I, we I switched. Even been in I feel like we switched gears to our 3DSs and Wii U and kind of abandoned the Wii a long time ago. The Wii? Yeah. I'm going to have my, my shelves of games that I'm going to beat. Yeah, but it's not the same. I mean, you know the... you don't have the same interest as you did, say, a year ago or two years ago. Two, year, two or three years ago before the, you had your 3DS, before the Wii U was a blip on your radar. I said that twice this episode. Blip on your radar. <laughs> anyway no no you're right but just, um the game I, did well for i him, remember point. for the better part of a couple months i just used it to play gamecube games yeah exactly so. imagine if they filled that void of no releases of wii games with this you probably would have bought it yeah but I was either still, way i was still iffy about it well either way it did well for them so well That's in good. fact yeah so well in fact that they're actually re-releasing it not with that cool book anymore they're just releasing a standard edition but it's only gonna be 30 dollars not 50 Hmm, not really. So if I ever run out of games, then exactly. If there's a drought with the Wii U, you can yeah, I mean, yeah. You have a huge backlog, but yeah. So that's Jason Sales Corner in the middle of the podcast, instead uh, towards the end of the news. Yeah, um, that was grueling. It wasn't that. Hey, but it's interesting. It's like <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was. A, it you was, know, it's it's one of those. Things. It was informative. 
It's one of those things where if you don't have oh, a God. sense of... I'm just making it quick. If you don't have a sense of how things are doing for Nintendo, you don't have a sense of how desperate they'll get. If you don't have a sense of how desperate oh, they'll that's get, right. you won't know how awesome they are. Because desperate Nintendo is best Nintendo. Right. Need I remind you of the 3DS Ambassador program? Or the fact that they re- released like a million really good 3DS games, and by a million I mean maybe two or three, back to back to back last holiday. Like, I mean, it's it's as horrible as it is, like, I hope Nintendo doesn't succeed. They do great things when they're the underdog or when they're struggling. Uh, so, so. so we're like so we're like national on about and that means they're doing really good? Not necessarily, but look at the Wii droughts. Would those have happened... If the Wii was bombing, probably not. They would have been rushing more games out. Yeah. I mean, the Wii U, they're already, like, preemptively doing that by having their launch window all the way to March with Pikmin and everything by then. And there's 50 yeah, games, you know, 50 games Pikmin. between now and then. There's 20-something games that still have to be released that are announced. I mean, Yoshi's Land, that becomes a thing. Yeah. Then there's nothing from March onward. They haven't announced anything wonderful yet. Wonderful 101. Yeah, Wonderful 101. Uh, Lego City Undercover. Pikmin. That's all Nintendo first party. Then you have third parties. They've got Monster Hunter. You've got... uh Whoever didn't make it into the launch, I was supposed to. I'm drawing a blank. Game and Watch. Oh, Game and Wario. I forgot about that. Game and Wario. Yeah, Game and Wario. That's first part again. I'm seeing the games that were on display. I think. Yeah. What other third party games? Just Monster Dance Hunter. For the Wii. No, Just Dance is out. I've seen commercial. They've been airing a lot of commercials for Just Dance and only showing the Wii U version in a commercial during Conan. Actually, that's good. Yeah. I also saw a Batman Arkham City Armored Edition commercial during Conan. That was a commercial. Yeah, they had a commercial specifically for the Wii U version. Oh. I thought that's kind of interesting. Anyway. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Anyway, switching gears completely. We've been talking Wii U, and I mean, we talked 3DS as well, but switching over to 3DS's download side, um, eShop. There's some interesting news for the 3DS eShop. Wii U eShop's been kind of quiet. We know Cranberry Kingdom, I think that's what it was called, right? Was delayed. Was it oh, Cranberry? The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the really difficult bubble. Yeah, that, the super crazy puzzle. That was delayed till at least December, which is we're now in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we know... Um, Mutant Muds Deluxe is coming early next year with exclusive content. So there is stuff, but there I feel like there's like more right on the horizon with the 3DS eShop. For example, Sega is picking up the uh, picking up the what's the expression I'm looking for? They're picking up the slack with Nintendo's 3D Classics, oh. and they're now releasing their no, own. Seriously, that was like a like oh we're gonna release 3D and then they did it four like, times. Oh man, five all times the, all that potential. Yeah. They're probably going to release all these cool games. Yoshi's and, Island and, and, in 3D would look so cool. And, and then, then they did. Like, and then they just released, like, for the most part, like, single-screen games. Yep. I well, mean, obviously, they'll all be single-screen. No, I mean, like, games that are contained, like... Oh, you mean, like, like, yeah, NES games, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, Kirby's Adventure, that was, like, a good choice. Even I'm shocked. They had Yoshi's Kirby's Island. Adventure and Pit, Kid Icarus, yeah. like... I don't know, I feel like they kind of took the easy way out. Like, Exc- oh, yeah, Ex- they Ex- Excite by looked like, oh, wow, like, they actually changed... You know what I'm talking about? Excite really, Bike. Uh, you could tell Excite Bike, they're like, we have to make it a flagship. We have to show yeah, what they, the they, eShop they, they, can do. So they made it free on the eShop right at launch. It was really cool. You had all the skewed perspective, like you I were know, saying. Even though Excite Bike isn't like, that great of it a game. It was still cool because. Like, yeah, I mean, did. I was expecting like that kind of effect on like Kirby's Adventure. And then, or yeah, Kid everything Icarus. else was just layered. Yeah, they so, got lazy. I mean, yeah, it looked. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're doing like legit original eShop content. I mean, like, our episode is about Crashmo, which is a sequel to a great puzzle game for the eShop that's only on the eShop by Nintendo, sort of. Intelligent Systems, which is owned by Nintendo. But they could still do 3D classics on the side. Like, I don't know what happened. They had a lot more to show at uh, E3 well, when they uh, first at, shut at off. At some the... point, Pushmo will become a 3D classic. Yeah, but not in the sense that Nintendo's meaning. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, they should release 3D Game Boy Advance games. That'd be neat, actually. Game Boy that'd games. be neat, and it would circumvent their we're never going to release these GBA ports we gave to the ambassadors. Oh, games. maybe not those games. They could release other games. Yeah, but those no, ones. they like they had so many. At E3 2010, when they first showed off the 3DS, they had like, I think it was like 10 or 12 um, games converted. We got like 5 or 6. Oh. I'm not sure what happened there. But in terms of... So, so Nintendo dropped the ball at that, and Sega's now picking it up. They're uh, releasing 3D versions of some of their arcade games. And Genesis games and whatnot, and, and Master System and all that, starting with Space Harrier, which is a natural fit for 3D, if you ask me, because you're you know, going into the screen. Oh, so, with Space Harrier, it's going to be based on the arcade original, not any of the later ones, and it'll be retrofitted to have widescreen support for the 3DS and naturally, you know, use the stereoscopic 3D effect. So, there's that. What I'm hoping happens... There's very little info. They just released a screenshot and a logo, which looks horrible. It's a three, it's a little like clip art ball that has like 3D written in word art on it, like warped word art, and then just the old space area logo. Like it's the most like generic, awful logo. Anyway, I'm hoping they were going for um, retro. It was made in the time period that the original game okay, came out. Okay, sure, sure. So yeah, space area is cool and all, but I'm really hoping for Outrun because Outrun's awesome. I used to play it on arcades a lot. It wasn't arcades, right? Because it played in arcades, it had to be in arcades. Maybe. I, yeah, I but no, Outrun's very fun, and that wouldn't be a natural fit since you're driving into the screen. And similarly, you know, other ones that could be cool, I mean, Afterburner would make sense, your jet, <laughs> and Sonic 3D Blast would make sense, you're running into the screen of Sonic, like, there's a lot they could do with this, so it's cool that they're... Wait, you're not running into the screen of Sonic? Aren't it's you? It's Sonic 3D Blast? No, it's like, oh, a, no, that's it's the like, one. A, it's like a two-thirds perspective. Right, you know, I was thinking of, I was thinking of the tube thing in Sonic 2, like the Emerald Collection bonus game. So just put Sonic Two in for those. Just put Sonic levels. Two. Yeah, exactly. Well, or, 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 or just or just like strip the game down to just that. Yeah, just do that. No, but so, wait, which one's Sonic Three D Blast then? It's the one that's like a bird's eye two thirds view perspective. Well, hey, you know what? It has three D in the title. They should three D it. There. I mean, it, it redeemed done. <laughs> they should do it. Yeah. It has three D in the title. There we go. Yeah. Not for the reason I wanted. They don't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. just need to put the stereoscopic on it. But yeah, so I mean, hopefully Sega pumps these out pretty regularly, unlike Nintendo. Thing, one thing that is going to get um, released pretty soon, and hopefully regularly as well, is uh, Colors 3D's getting an update. Hopefully one of many. I'm sure you're interested in this, since you own Colors 3D, as you, we've talked about in the past on the show, right? Yeah, I started using it again. Well, they're making it kind of... They're, in, they're socializing it. The, uh, the app's now going to have like all these new social features that are kind of like Instagram, actually. So you're going to be able to follow artists, and they'll when you first open the app, they'll be like there in your Facebook? gallery. Like Twitter or Instagram. Like you follow someone oh, and their photos. And well, I guess like Facebook, but you follow someone and then their photos are in like a feed when you first open it. Okay. Or not photos, in this case art. So you could see their latest pieces, they'll be like pushed to you, like kind of how the latest tweets are. In like a feed. Uh-huh. You, you give me this weird like blank. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and you can also now like images. It used to be you would favorite one and you have it in a personal collection, but now when you like it... Oh yeah, and it's like permanently favorited. Right, but now there's kind of... a like and you'll be able to view other people's liked photos. So basically you can discover artists through other artists by just looking at what they like. Hmm. They're socializing it. They're turning it into an art creator, a drawing Instagram for 3DS, basically. Which yeah. is actually kind of neat. Hmm. I'm kind of surprised you're not more into this, considering how much you like Miiverse. You seem to be uh, kind of indifferent to it. I mean, it, it sounds interesting, but I guess... Since I've been drawing more on my on my computer, right with your Wacom, like, like I haven't really played much drawing on the 3DS. Like, I, I well, think... would this get you back into it? I think that's their ultimate goal. Probably At least into not simply because it's like, why would you? Not I... even if you follow cool artists or anything. Yeah, well, that's I'll, I'll just 
I'll check it out once the update is out. So then I could, yeah. I mean, if I see, they do have really, really cool art there, but most of it's traced. Right. Oh, that reminds so me. Kinda Thank like, you. So, so, One, the third so, update. So, so it kind of takes away some of well, the. Hold on. The, the third, third update. I don't know what they mean by this, but they said they're gonna somehow have a filter for tracing. Oh. I don't know how they're gonna do that unless they have some sort of matching where they could see. Which well, no. Well, I mean, because right now what you could do is you could take any picture you have on the 3ds photo app and. Well, that's it, how they're gonna do it, and there put it go. on the on the colors 3D. That's and, how they're gonna do it. They're gonna tag those. You can literally trace it. Yeah, I have a feeling any photo that does that will now be tagged in the back end as traced, or photo imported, or something, and they be yeah. in a separate section. That well, there's very easy. They were being all mysterious about how they're gonna do it when I was reading their blog post. But think, that makes way more sense. That's gotta be it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious when someone traces it. Right, of course. Other times it just looks really cool, and then you see, you could tell because in colors 3D, like we said. When we reviewed it way back time. in like February or March yeah. or whatever. But basically, yeah. one of the really neat features of it, in addition to drawing in 3D, mm-hmm. is that you can actually play back, of play back exactly how they drew it. Right. So you can and, tell if they're tracing because yeah. you just watch them. Trace so, so usually it. someone will draw like the guidelines or something. Like, oh yeah. wow, like you could actually learn some things too. Like I picked up a couple things just like from watching people draw. And then there are some where like, wow, this like Mario looks amazing. And then as soon as you like press play, he instantly draws the Mario like without any kind of like reference yep. point. He was like. Kind of draw like Randall, he'll draw like an eyeball and then he'll go like for the mustache or something. It's like, and you're like, oh, he clearly I mean, traced it. Yeah, like yeah. maybe it was like a professional art, I could believe it, but you're drawing it on a 3DS, like there's no way it could be this precise. And well, hopefully, this filter yeah. fixes that. Then maybe you'll get back into it because the social stuff sounds cool, but I'm a social junkie, so that's why. Like, yeah, I love Meepers because of the social, so yeah, yeah, but um, we'll and, and and speaking of updates, uh, Mario got another one. New Super Mario Brothers 2 got more DLC, and this time, it's free. 100% free until Yay. February 1st. Only until February 1st. So, uh, the current update is to celebrate 300 billion coins collected in, 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 all the play, in all the games <laughs> who are spot-passing the data back to Nintendo. Who are sending it to Nintendo. So, you and me and the listeners and whoever else. We all contributed. We all contributed. So Nintendo's rewarding us by giving us a pack based on classic Mario games, which actually says based on feedback from um, Japanese service. Excuse me, that people wanted um, old levels redesigned. So it's cool that Nintendo's actually taking the feedback to heart and then rewarding fans with exactly that. What you know, exactly what they want. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the new levels. If it was did you have a chance? People would have done it already. What? Not that if it were hackable. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. But um, so the levels, uh, they're taken from throughout the franchise really mm-hmm. they're kind of like remixes in the sense that like it's a mix of mario 1 mario 3 and, and a bowser castle well that's mario 1 yeah no the... yeah that's mario 1 then there's two for mario 1 then yeah there are yeah well there's multiple within each level too no, there's no. all sorts of say- well <laughs> there's also mario bros here the multiplayer arcade game yeah yeah but... and mario 3 1 i already three. said that well yeah. there's another mario 3 within one of the mario ones have you found all the secrets there's multiple pa- This is what's cool about this DLC, and that's what I was about to get to. You see this confusion proves it. Is there's the actual path in each level, and then there's like five different, not five, but there's multiple alternating paths. For example, um, I guess this actually segues perfectly into what we're playing, because this is the only new thing I've been playing. Besides that, it's just been Wii U. Same stuff as we talked about last week. But um, So I've been playing New Super Mario Bros. 2's new uh, DLC. <laughs> and the cool thing is there's multiple paths, like, if you're in level 1-1 one, one, and you go down the pipe that usually takes you to the room with the coins and then go back up to the top, it now takes you into level 1-2. You take level 1-2 and you now have multiple ways you can go to other things and whatnot. It has warp zone, but it doesn't really take you anywhere. 
And then if you play uh, level the second level, I won't spoil everything. Don't worry. But um, if you there's you can go down, you can go up, you can go. F- at the very end, there's a secret that gets you to a whole other underground section. I believe that's level two. Yeah, there, yeah there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And then level three is Bowser's Castle, but there's a whole above it level, so to speak. If you take a pipe up, there's a whole above ground level that's a Mario three level, even though the castle is Mario one. Right. So that's a really cool mix. And then when you beat all of it, they have a nice little message for you as well. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. But um, it's really a cool mix, and it's it's free from now till February or yeah February first. Which is, oh, I thought that was really cool. Especially how like, it's available right now. It's oh, very yeah. Apple, yeah. yeah. But, um... I, remember, I thought it would have to wait, like, two weeks or... Till yeah, like... definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'd say it's very smart of Nintendo to do it this way. To offer these levels for free now and then charge later. Because they're literally rewarding people who bought the game, you know, close to launch or at launch or within a reasonable time frame since launch. And they're rewarding them for being, like, loyal fans, so to speak. But, like, hey, guys, we're giving you free levels. So if someone hops on the bandwagon in February, they're going to have to pay, but all the early adopters got the privilege of being gifted these levels. So it's a nice way of rewarding finally the real fans. Finally rewarding to be an early adopter. Yeah, exactly. Which well, is, same with the 3DS yeah, well, Ambassador games. This is still the 3DS, yes, especially with the 3DS. Well, I meant, yeah. I meant with the hardware, but yeah. Um, also, I would definitely... I mean, the levels are all super easy. They're all one star. But to get all, they recommend, they say there's a target of 30,000 coins to collect. I have gotten nowhere near that because there's just so much to do in each of these levels. And you know these levels are big when they have like 10 time extension power-ups in each. Or like more. Or more. Yeah, they're, they're huge levels. They have tons of twists and turns. I mean, we already talked about all the secrets. It's definitely get the pack. It's completely free. There's no reason not to. And it's, it's like a good playthrough. It takes a little while because there's so many different alternate paths and stuff. It's probably the best DLC pack they've done, but that might just be the nostalgia talking. Uh-oh. And and it all, actually another... yeah no actually you're right because yeah. in retrospect it's not like yeah. if you have never played like if you're yeah if you, for whatever reason have never played Mario one two three world or whatever any yeah. anything before the GameCube you would probably think these levels are like not as well designed as the other ones because they're just kind of bare and plain looking mm-hmm. they're literally just there for nostalgia purposes. Yeah, they're actually really bare. Even level one one's missing the clouds. Like yeah. the equivalent. Like, like it has the bush, but I mean, it's I would even cloud. go for to say like they look kinda of boring. Yeah, here's the thing that annoys me by the way about the cloud. So in the original Mario, eight bit super or oh, super, the, the eight bit Mario the bushes. the bushes and the clouds were the same sprite. Did my did you just have your mind blown? Because mine was on no, the No, I, I already knew that. Oh. I actually kinda of figured that out on my own. Oh well, I, I found that out a few years ago and I was like, What? Like it was literally like huh. mind blowing. Um, so they couldn't seem to replicate that in New Super Mario Brothers 2 it's like the bush is different from the cloud there is no cloud but yeah well I mean yeah because they had to use the bush asset from the rest of the game which is different from the cloud and I don't know why they didn't have clouds flying bushes it got less like drab looking the further you got in like level 2 looks a lot better the underground segment looks identical except 3D yeah yeah but yeah like level 1 1 it's literally just a blue gradient behind you it's kind of boring but um, overall very cool pack it's also very smart Nintendo not just to give it to us for free now but to you know give it out for free at all because it's getting people that would never have gone to the in-game shop and downloaded DLC to go check out the shop download the free stuff and then go oh hey some of these other levels look kind of cool and browse through them and then probably spend a little money so they're actually getting money back on this I'm sure Hmm. because what better way to incentivize some, someone to go check out the in-game so download shop like, than by preview, giving them free stuff? Can you, pre- you can't really preview them, right? You just get the little description. Sentence. You get the description and the screenshot on the top screen, don't you? Isn't there a screenshot? I don't remember the oh. screenshot. Well, still, you'll be browsing. You'll go, oh, wow, there's one of four difficulty. I want to try that. Like, the it's the same reason. The pack. Yeah. 
It's the exact same reason that, as we were talking about earlier, Excite Bike, 3D Classic Excite Bike, was going away for free with the eShop in the first few weeks, as was Pokedex. What better way to get people to go check out the shop and start buying things? Wasn't Pokedex take... always free? Yeah. Bad example. Until it got Until they take... did Pro. Until they yeah. took it away. Until they did Pokedex 3D. Fine. 3D, uh, 3D Excite Bike. What better way to get people to go check out the shop and maybe start buying things than by having you go to get this game? Yeah. And you're, then you're already there. You're already browsing. Remember when I went to download Excite Bike, I came out with Excite Bike, <laughs> Shantae, Mighty Milky Way. And... See, you fell for the trap. And Zelda. You I mean, fell I think... for the trap. That's what happened. You fell for it. You 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 were suckered in. Well, not really suckered. But... Well, they're good games. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just point proven. Yeah. But yeah, February 1st. It, you... it, it took my expectations way forward. They were all way forward games. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I'm just staring at you. No. <laughs> I apologize to all our listeners for that horrible pun. There's been worse. Yeah, from me, in fact. Yeah. But one last thought about Mario: <laughs> definitely download it before February first, unless you want to pay two fifty for the three levels, yeah, which are quite large. No, even if you don't care about it, just, just download, download so you it so you have it. It's free. Yeah, you're crazy not to. Literally, you are insane not to. If you don't, it. I don't know. <laughs> you might want to go. <laughs> I had nothing. I was running with no punchline. So that's it for news, and obviously that's it for news because I already said we're segueing into what we're playing. So. um... Now let's get to the meat of this episode, which is what it's named after, which is Crashmo, the new 3DS eShop exclusive puzzle game, sequel to Pushmo. It's the same game, but with gravity, kind of, right? No, it has a crazy new plot. Like, All right, so you tell. You're, the the one, you're the one that's actually been playing like, it. I've basically been playing Wii U and Mario. I mean, like... So, Mario 3DS. Like, like, so, go. Like, the first one was... These children are trash. I'm trashed. <laughs> These yeah, children. children are so trash. They need help getting down the blocks without tripping. So there's, and... so there's like a Pushmo theme park, and the children were trapped on top of these Pushmo. And oh this... yeah, the children are gone. Now it's a bird. And this one, it's a bird. Get, get this, it's a bird. Uh, Spoiler: It's a bird. It's not a bird. It's a hundred birds. Spoiler: It's a hundred birds. A balloon carrying, I don't know, the, the old guy, the old sumo's niece or something. The sumo's in. name is Milo, I think. Or Minnow or Minu. No, the, 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 my, my, Milo or whatever. The main character is my, Min, Moo, Milo. Which is Milo. Yeah, Milo. Oh, oh, I, oh, I, I, oh I, hey. I'm not talking about I'm talking about Real Gramps. quick, side note. People that own the game. Grandpa put, put, put Grandpa Pushmo and Crashmo next to each other on your 3DS menu. The icons complete each other's action. Oh, no, one's starring it, 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 a sumo stance and one's finishing a sumo yeah, stance. Yeah, that sounds like a complete coincidence though. No, it wasn't. They did on purpose. Also, put Layton next to them. All four Laytons. If you own all four, line them all up. It's late and complete. I don't did know, but some, well, someone did. I think they took screenshots. But anyway, it's late in completing his I solved it pose. Each one is once, you know, like point, like, aha, you know, like the but pointing that's up, they pointing forward. five games. Yeah. And then the Phoenix one's going to throw it off because Phoenix will be in there. Or he'll turn to Phoenix and go, hello. Wow. And he'll say hello whenever you. <laughs> anyway, back to, I'm sorry. Right, back so, to crash so basically, um, I thought that was a cool Grandpa, Grandpa Pushmo or whatever. He has like. The... Grandpa Push. Grandpa Push. Gramps Push. He has a name. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess his niece or something came to town on a basket carried by a hundred bur- birds. I could, I could Boids. A hundred boids. A hundred birds. And when it lands... Because that's way more efficient than balloons. Milo decides to do a sumo ground pound. Ground Naturally. Step, and they scare the birds and they go on top of the crash. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. The plot is you have to go rescue the birds because you did a ground pound and all the birds ran away. Yeah. And now the girl can't go home even though she just got wow, there. Wow, Nintendo... <laughs> yeah, so now it's up to you to rescue these frightened birds on these crash moon. Yeah, that's the plot. It's, right. Well, I mean, it, ne- it never needed a plot. It's a puzzle game. No, yeah, essentially the premise. I, I would, 
don't know. I'd, I'd challenge someone to give Tetris a good plot with just using what it gives you. It's an alien invasion. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't worked. <laughs> it's, uh, you have to use Russian somewhere. That Moscow's is. under attack by alien blocks. Invade their ships. And the and only these way... Blocks, and these blocks are so inefficient that when they no, no, no. compact on each other, yes, they disappear. The only way to stop them is exactly that. The blocks exist in a different time-space dimension than us. So, when you group them together, the time-space dimension is so powerful that it basically sucks up the blocks like a black hole. So, your job as the Army Corps of Engineer equivalent of Russia in Moscow <laughs> is to have your is to combine the blocks using your magic invisible Russian army hands to, <laughs> to combine the blocks so they get zipped back to their own dimension. For infinity. For infinity. Well, the blocks keep coming. It's a big army. It's a whole galaxy. Uh-huh. Multiple races. Each block represents a different, well, type, a different uh, race. I'll have to give That's up. why they're different shapes, different races. Different colors, different races. I have to give you a pass. I was surprised. Thank that, you. That, that was like... And the Kremlin's under attack. If you notice in the background of the earlier Tetris, they have the Kremlin buildings there. That's their, like, Congress... Mm. Like their headquarters for the government, it's the Kremlin's under attack. So you gotta act fast. That's why it speeds I up. I mean, if that story came out in NES times, it would have actually been. Here's the thing. Know. Unfortunately, one day there will be a Tetris movie, and unfortunately, one day <laughs> that will be the plot. <laughs> so <laughs> be wary of the Tetris plot. Well, that'd be back to Crash. That'd be crazy if you were spot on. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Anyway, so um, <laughs> luckily, it seems that people intelligent systems have learned from the first game, and instead of. Hundred like tour. squeezing your hand like to the point that you're like losing holding blood. it to the point of squeezing to the point of losing circulation. Yeah, like instead of cutting off your circulation, I mean they do help like the first I'd say ten puzzles. You're basically stopped at every single movement mm-hmm. to be told exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. But um, almost immediately after that, the guy just says like, "Oh, I'm gonna you're off on your own. If you need help, just ask me." And on some of those puzzles, he actually says, oh, let's see if you can figure it out. And if you can't, come and talk to me. And I had to go talk to him. He's like, oh. You must suck at video games. No, I'm kidding. Hey. I shouldn't be talking. And, yes, um, I, I really appreciated that, that you're not being handheld the whole time. So how about the gameplay? Because they made a major change. The original game. That changes the gameplay. Oh, well, the original, oh, just for people who haven't played Pushmore or Crash. It's a drawer-opening game. Yeah, the original <laughs> game was you're basically pulling blocks forward into the screen. Looks cool in 3D. To have... Um, a path to get to the top to save the children. In this game, you're pulling blocks forward to reshape the environment because gravity Or back, or sideways. Right. Oh yeah, it's 360 way. degrees and you can rotate the camera now. But the goal is you need to get to the door or the bird or whatever it is. And to do that, you have to basically, like you said, just picture pull it. any which way to reshape the world. And the main twist, correct me if I'm wrong here, the main twist is you can pull, you can push, you can move blocks in and out of other blocks, but there's gravity, which is why it's crash mode because things come crashing down. So if you pull something all the way out, in that Europe, back was it called thing, fall blocks yeah because like? the original was called uh, Falmo oh I think or no the original was called push blocks and this was called fall blocks yeah. but yeah things fall down or crash down if you want to be Nintendo of America so things fall down or <laughs> crash, really down, crash down and mm-hmm. they just kind of drop yeah. but um and that reshapes obviously the entire level at that point either to your advantage or disadvantage and you have to get to the top yeah like the best way I could describe it would be just think just picture a bunch of like children's blocks on top of each other mm-hmm. and you could push them any which way you want, but there's absolutely no friction between them. 
Right. So if you push one out... It's, it's like, Jenga. It's a giant yeah. game of Jenga. Yeah, except you don't have to worry about knocking down the tower. Well, yeah. In the sense that, like... But the blocks are I, I mean, you don't have to worry about balance. You just push the block out, and everything on top will just fall into place. Right. So sometimes you have to strategically... Except some blocks that don't, right? Aren't there some that kind of hover? Oh, yeah. There's, there's special blocks and something else. And they have, like, doors now I mean, and I mean, stuff, so, right? I mean, some have special rules and stuff like that, but right. the gist of it is... You have to make sure the blocks fall in the right place. Sometimes, if you fall and make them fall in the wrong place, you have to start over. Other mm-hmm. times, you usually just have to make a staircase. Yeah. And, in my opinion, just from some of the levels that I got to so far, the difficulty ramps up a lot higher than it did with Pushmo. Just mm-hmm. because in Pushmo, you could you you start to develop a strategy to solve most of them. Mm-hmm. At least some of the game gives you. You just pull them out all the way on the bottom. Just because, I mean, if you have the level... If you have the bottom blocks pulled out all the way, you have the maximum amount of ground to work on. Right. So you could just try to do that as, as much as possible right, and we'll right. somehow figure it out. In this one, you can't really do that. You kind of have to think they about it. They kind of eliminated that whole Yeah, element. because yeah. you can't just pull out randomly. With the push mode, I didn't even really think about it the first half of the puzzle. I just, mm-hmm. I just started pulling like whatever. Yeah, and you got it. And this them. one, if I just pull like crazy, I might mess up the puzzle. The level would be, yeah, you mess it up for the rest of the... Until yeah. you restart, yeah. And the and also the way they position the puzzles makes you think you're supposed to solve it another way too. So you can't just right. go with your first instinct. So it's really clever and it makes Are it... the puzzles as cleverly laid out in the sense that like in Pushmo there are like puzzles shaped like eight bit link or like Mario or like no, yeah, they, or no. like a mushroom or like a no, yeah, they do they do tree. have those. They still have those? Yeah. I mean you start with the generic ones that just look like random right. shapes which yeah. tend to be the harder ones because they're actually designed as puzzles and, and the other ones just are just a sprite look like trees. <laughs> and yeah. the other one like they just make the sprite and then put the flag and stuff after right right but how's the um have you done the level creator because uh, I, I heard it's, the level... I heard it's more fleshed out than it was last time around. oh i mean from what i think i'm assuming it's like the same thing you just just with gravity now there. yeah yeah but i don't know it's i can see myself trying to 100 this one too even though it might take just as long. It's because I'm still trying to 100% the first one. Even though right. I beat the first one, there's just bonus puzzles right, at right. the end. And then you have really unlimited puzzles because uh, the QR code. Oh, the cool man. thing about the level creator in both Pushmo yeah, not even and count- I'm not even counting those yet. I still have yeah. like 30 puzzles to go through in the original And Nintendo's Pushmo. tweeting and out I, new and, ones. And I already downloaded... Nintendo's and, tweeting out Crashmo puzzles right now. And for Pushmo, I already QR'd like I don't know, 50 or 60, so wow. I have a bunch to Are there just, like, sites you can go to that just full of QR codes that you could scan? Yeah, I followed, a, I followed a Twitter that posted one every day. Oh, you could cool. also, like, I submitted one to the Ninja Turtle. Did it get on there? Yeah. Nice. And, yeah, like, I have, like, every single Mega Man boss, every single, like, I have, like, Contra characters. I have, like, different things, just because, obviously, they're not going to put non-Nintendo characters on yeah. there. So. I think that's actually one of the cool things about Pushmo and now Crashmo is it really is an endless game. If you just look for the content on the web, yeah. it's there. there and was... it's, all, it's only, like... How much is Crashmo? Eight, um, nine? Yeah, it was seven ninety nine. So eight and Pushmo was the same, right? I think so. Yeah. And, and for, honestly, for that price, it's really cheap. I mean, if you could get past the tutorial levels, you get a lot of content. Yeah. Way more than you would get for mini games at like fourteen bucks. Right. Fourteen so. bucks. That's an odd number for a game. Well, because I know there's some eShop games that cost. Oh, eShop. Okay. Yeah. I so mean, that'd be fifteen bucks then. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I think on my eShop at I mean, on my log, it's definitely over the 10-hour mark, so it has a lot yeah. of playtime. Yeah, 10 hours, you're literally paying a dollar an hour at that point, which is pretty good. Yeah. Actually, less. Yeah, it would be less. Yeah, because it was 9 bucks, or 8 bucks, right. I keep yeah. thinking it's 9 bucks for some reason, but it's only 8. And usually 10 hours is when you get, like, the short end of campaigns in mm-hmm. most, like, console games, so... Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they usually have a long multiplayer afterwards, but that's what this has. We right. got a 10-hour thing, and I'm still playing it after. Yeah. So it's crazy. So definitely worth it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. If you like puzzles in any way, even if you don't, like, it's a new type of puzzle that you've, like, I've never, like, the concept is new. I've never seen any Yeah, there's nothing like quite like it, yeah. So just for the experience, like, it'd probably be worth it. Right, right. And, and hey, it's, it's, a new, it's a new Nintendo character in the making. Milo or whatever his name is. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> he's he, starting to pop up. Play. I could see him being in Smash Bros. or yeah, something. Yeah, he, he's definitely, um, he, he, he's a charming, simple designer. I don't know, like, he's a little game. sumo, like, hamstery thing. <laughs> if you look at his art up close, he has, like, the hamster face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I did look at the art close, because if you look at the beautiful banner at randomtano.com for this episode, it's not that beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it's artwork of him. So. so you just stared at it? Just like, I, I just almost, stared almost at like it. touching the screen. Like... I was petting the screen thinking it was a real hamster, sumo, wrestler, block-pulling creature. Yes. Oh. Speaking of creatures... Yeah, it's a sumo check, and a onesie. <laughs> check out... Yeah, it's a sumo and a onesie. Covering check screen. out this segue. Speaking of creatures, you know Uh-oh. what game has a lot of creatures ranging from hedgehogs to monkeys and balls... To some, to monkey shaking maracas, to a. I don't think he's in. Whatever, he's the, in the segue still works. To a guy spray painting, he's not really a creature. I guess a guy's a creature. To a Sonic, Disney character. To a Disney mean? character that you think is missing his eyelids in the game. Sonic <laughs> and All Stars uh, Racing Transformed for the Wii U. If you didn't notice, and if the. Uh, well, just, I've wooed a lot this episode. Yeah. No, well, twice. <laughs> that's enough that's, yeah if you didn't notice from our little description of the episode that we have up at ramtown.com uh this episode we're kind of is kind of like the underdogs of the holiday season like we you know last week in episode 30 was our big launch blowout for the wii u so we talked call of duty uh, nintendo land mario u zombie u the huge blockbuster titles and this week is the little guys that we don't want make sure we don't forget so crash mo and now sonic and all-star Racing transformed which is only 40 bucks for the wii u which is a pretty good deal you bought it you've played it Jose, do um, tell. Start with the good, then go to the bad, because I know exactly what you're going to jump to. So start with the good. The good. <laughs> this game Just is... to be clear, we're not saying the, the gameplay is necessarily bad. And the bad is only temporary. The, bad's, well, the bad will have updated impressions next time, probably, but go with the good. Alright, the game is fast. Like F-Zero fast. That is awesome. um, like, that's what you told no, me. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's fast. I mean, I guess not as F-Zero, but somewhere yeah. between. It's close, because you get a really good sense of speed, which is why I compared it to F-Zero, because right. you're going so fast, like, screen kind of gets that blur effect, Yeah, and you do get this a lot, too, in this game. And so far, I don't know, it's, at first, you would want to compare it to Mario Kart, mm-hmm. but it handles a lot differently, and the speed, also, it just makes it feel so much different. Also, the items, honestly, are way more balanced. Like, the worst thing they have, like, their blue shell equivalent causes a swarm of bees to come out, out in front of whoever's in first place. And uh-huh. you can still, even if you're good enough to maneuver around it, you can actually dodge it. And it still affects, like, everybody else. Right. But, I don't know, like, it's just really fun. And the tracks, oh my god. I think the tracks are one of my favorite things about the game. They are really creative. Like, I mean, we... the tracks have, like... Donald, they're so detailed and creative. They're almost like as as exciting to experience as like, oh look, a new character. Like I would want to see like. Well, they have tracks based on games that don't even have characters in the game, right? Oh, they have. Or they have tracks of games of characters that were in the first one and all that. Like right, like Like Samba. Like Billy Hatcher isn't a character in this game. I'm pretty sure, but he has a track. He has a track. Yeah, even though he had one in the old one. And like, I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna say it again. Like compared to Mario Kart, like even though. Mario does have some memorable tracks. Compared to the Sega ones, they're pretty bland. They're just, <laughs> like... 
Yeah, well, yeah. when we played it at Comic-Con... But it's a completely different game, too. I mean, it, this is more like, um, what's that game? Uh, Split Second. Like, every lap, the track kind of changes because... Right. It reminded me, I played, uh, we played at Comic-Con. Sorry to... Yeah. Wait, finish your thought. Sorry. Oh, it's more like Split Second because, like, every lap, like... The, the track changes. Yeah, the track is dynamic, so... Yeah, you can't, it's not the exact same three laps, and it's just really fun. Really, really, really like it. Yeah, it reminds, what I was trying to say is, I played at Comic-Con. It was a, definitely a beta build, like, it was kind of laggy and stuff, but... It reminded me a lot of Day Kong Racing. Just the different vehicles and whatnot. Obviously, in Day Kong, you didn't change vehicles in mid-race. But, but that was, you could, there's but that, a but similarity. That was cool that you could actually use those three vehicles against each other any mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just replaced the little raft thing with a boat, for example. Yeah, and, and that game, I would say, was also like better balanced with Island. Yeah, it is a lot more yeah. like Day Kong Racing, just faster. Than Mario Kart, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, uh, it's... Yeah, it's yeah, the transforming mechanics definitely the most interesting thing about the game. I mean, okay. based on why I play at Concon, and we did one race right before recording this, just for, so I could get kind of basic feel. And really, the, the transforming is what's key. It's automatic, like it is in Mario Kart Seven, where you get a hang glider out of nowhere or a propeller out of nowhere. Yeah. But it really changes how the vehicle handles. It changes how you interact with the level. Yeah, like you can. It's, it's it's definitely way more thought out. Yeah, it's no. definitely not like Mario Kart. It's just like, oh look, you can hang glide over a thing and find a shortcut which was cool at the time and all but like it's still cool in that it's more like the water like i mean yeah you, you, it just changes the physics a bit but yeah but this is like when you're flying it handles way like, differently and then you get new obstacles that like you get you get new obstacles there's still agmites hanging from the ceiling there's you know extra there's like shortcuts yeah there's shortcuts that are only available when you're yeah flying flying but you have you can't, you can't do like mario kart where it's like oh if i fly over there i'll take a shortcut it's like you're already flying you could go down the main flight path or this shortcut so it's like on the ground but in the air and everything you know it, let me rephrase the mechanic is kind of similar how they use the mechanic is different yeah and that's the better way of saying it i think yeah and then also just like controlling the plane feels like yeah so different. like an airplane yeah like so yeah it just feels so different than driving the car and yeah I said this at Comic Con, and then the boat, yeah, like kind of like you said, the you, boat's yeah. like Hydro Thunder. Yeah, I like, said this in our Comic Con. Yeah, like it actually feels like you're like riding like a like a speedboat. It's, it's, it's Hydro Thunder. It's straight up Hydro Thunder, which, by the way, is awesome. So I'm cool with it. Yeah, Hydro so, Thunder's like top. So the transforming mechanic, like I think they nailed it. it yeah, it make it keeps. I don't know, it's just really fresh. And it's, it's online, really, which is nice. Yep, it's really easy to find games. You just have so many modes like online. You could basically play any mode online. Yeah. And the really cool thing is that you could take your friends online, too, that you're playing with, and you could play, like, someone... Like with Mario Kart Wii. And it has that cool split screen thing that a lot of Wii U games are doing where someone plays on TV and someone on the gamepad. Right, like and, Call of Duty does. Yeah, and the nice thing, this is the only version that has five-player... Right, right, yeah, you because of that. So, that yep. so that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, now there is one major setback, which we teased. Yeah, it's broken. Straight up broken. Like, like broken, broken. Like I would like you, I, like you I, play it and it breaks and you turn off and you can't turn off the Wii. Like, you have to unplug the Wii. Like I'd want to give you more impressions, but I can't give impressions of things I can't play. Yeah, we're gonna do a round two once they fix yeah, it. Yeah, because like literally, like, and I'm not even like I know there's some modes that kind of work, but for the most part, almost all. Give the, the on, one you should. Tell- most of the online modes just crash. Like, uh, a good example would be um, like recently I tried doing a Grand Prix. Everything was going fine. Mm-hmm. When I went to the ceremony, it crashed. I'm all like, okay, that's kind of random. And by and crash, look, we mean the Wii U it just, goes, it just, and then you have to unplug it. Yeah, and a lot of people are getting the same thing with the Grand Prix, so I'm like, okay, it's not a coincidence. And then the worst one, <laughs> I don't know, well, I mean, I wouldn't have tried this mode right away, but my little brother's like, hey, let's play Capture the Chow mode. All right. Which is like Sprite Hunt, the, the Shine Sprite one in the old Mario Karts, right? Yeah, except like you're you not... you drive around and capture them, and then you collect the most and whatnot. Yeah, but that one's yeah. kind of different because you have to... 
beat them off each other, I think. Oh, okay. I'm not really sure. Wait, we, wait, we didn't catching... get to play it, so I don't know. Right, yeah. There's all, right, no... so, so, all right, so basically, we try... <laughs> we, so we, 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 we try... I think it's called, like, Neon something... Neon something... I don't know. It was, neon it was, City it was, from Sonic? It was a Vegas-y spa- looking thing? Maybe. It was a space stage. And we start somewhere off in space and we see the track in the distance and I'm like oh oh, the cars are kind of weird enough that I'm like oh maybe I'm going to be on the plane and then I just start falling um, you get the sonic logo you fall again and then it goes like, and it freezes like, basically oh. and then we go to another stage in and, a nutshell and then we're like driving around like okay alright maybe this stage worked. maybe it was just that stage and then after like two minutes they're like where's the chow and we see like a Nikon for the chow like off in the distance and we could Okay, maybe we're supposed to jump for it. We and it spawns you back on the station before you even reach halfway. Long story short, the game doesn't put the characters on the correct tracks or the items on the correct tracks where they need to and be. And another one just starts you on the track and it just crashes. Yeah. So here's what happened so from what I was reading. Sumo Digital, like with our developers, and like with many Wii U games, they had a day one update. Uh Call of Duty had one, Nintendo Land had one, Mario had one. Uh did Zombie U have one? Zombie U had one. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, like all of them did. Silly, uh, silly little mix-up. They didn't bother, I guess, checking it fully, or there was some issue they didn't account for, and the game, the update actually broke the game. The pre-update version of the game works fine. The update is what broke all of it. Sumo Digital has since made an update. Sega approved it. It's at Nintendo. It's, Nintendo has to push it, basically. Approve and push. And they're waiting on that. So an update's pending. But it's just like... Talk about bad luck. You put out a day one patch and it ends up breaking things that weren't yeah. even broken. And what probably sucks more is that like, it had to be like to a game that could potentially... Like, I would consider it like once the patch goes on because I didn't yeah. get to play it pre-patch. Yeah. Um, I would consider it like, one of the best like launch line of games. Like, it was just really... Yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, it's that good. Like, it is. Yeah, and, and it looks re- really nice. And it's getting really good reviews like across the board. Like, it's, not, it's not just like... Yeah. A, like I don't know, like, we're praising a only, Sonic game. <laughs> and it's only $40. I know, and it's budget price, too. Like, it's, it's that, crazy. That's what's so insane to me, is that like, this game is getting good, it's getting good reviews. Um, yeah, like, Sega fans obviously love it. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's like, it has good graphics, it's fun multiplayer, it's online. Yet, no one seems to talk about it when it comes to the Wii U, obviously, because we're saying it's under the radar. Like, it literally is it's like, a, it's a solid game. And apparently it's the only... The yes, only undisputable Wii U game that definitely has runs at a better frame rate or something. Yeah, and it's like it has all this bonus content that will eventually be downloadable on the other systems, but it's day one on the on yeah. the Wii U. Like it's just weird that like there's this really solid game, glitches aside, that like just no one seemed to talk about. Like yeah. it's just, it went really it's under it has the radar. Sonic in the name. He I think it's because the, I think it's because the first one, while good, wasn't great. So people are like, oh, it's yeah, the like first great. one was the first one was okay. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just felt weird. It felt like my cart was like stuck to the ground. or it something. It felt the physics were off. The physics were off, oh, and, and it and felt too Mario Kart. Oh, it guess, didn't differentiate enough. Like, this oh, one I guess does. that's the thing too. Like the fact that this, in addition to differentiating yeah. so so much, like the physics, like when you're driving around. Mm-hmm. I guess I forgot to mention. Like, yes, you do have an ability to do tricks, and although you do get to do that in Mario Kart, I fear, I, I, I fear, <laughs> I feel it's more. <laughs> It's more fleshed out. You're worried out. Nintendo's ninjas will come kill you, so you fear that you're dissing Mario Kart. I feel it's way more fleshed out in this game. Not only because you could attempt to do stunts in almost every single jump, mm-hmm. but because you get penalized for, like, mistiming it. Yeah. Like, in Mario Kart, like, you could only... You could do jumps in every single bump, but, um... You mean I you get, could do uh, tricks you, on every single bump? You could do... Yeah. You could Which do, was just hitting the R button. Yeah, you could do... Yeah, you could do... Yeah, tricks in every single bump, and you automatically get the boost, and there's, like, no... You don't really get penalized for trying to do a, a boost. I mean, yeah. a, a trick. But in this one, um, you tilting the analog in any direction where they do like a 
like a tumble roll or a right. forward roll or back roll or something. And you could stack those. Like if you do three in the air before you land, you'll get a really big boost. If you do two or if you do one. But mm-hmm. if you miss timing and you kind of like land on your face or something. It like bounce. Yeah, like it'll, it'll bounce you back up. But like you kind of slow down a little and it'll even say like stunt fail or something. <laughs> it actually tells you you failed. That's funny. Yeah. So it penalizes you. Yeah. So, so know, it's really, it's really cool. Weren't you describing it when you were telling me about this, like before I record when we were trying it, you, how do you describe it? It's a very risk yeah, it's like a risk reward thing. Yeah, I mean, once you get it, I'm pretty sure you won't. There won't be much risk, but yeah. But when you're playing for the first couple of times, yeah, and and you also like, and also you could do a stunt the moment you transform, and the timing on that is I still haven't really figured it out. But you also get a boost mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of little things there. You know, really, yeah. You make the game and Wreck-It Ralph is in it. I alluded to this when we first started talking about it. So Wreck-It Ralph's in it, and his render is weird. He's missing eyelids. Yeah, he looks creepy. He's just staring at you. I mean, with the exception of that, he looks fine. He's staring you and, down. And, He's staring and, into your soul. And the John C. Riley impersonator, I'm assuming it's an impersonator. I'm pretty sure it's not really him. Does a pretty good job of him. He's staring into your soul. Is it really As him? you sleep. Do you know? I don't know. Yeah. You know who doesn't fit in that game? Never mind Wreck-It Ralph. Danica Patrick, or however you say her name. The, oh. ra- the NASCAR driver. I get it. It was a cross-promotion. She had it on her car. They had her car at She's Comic-Con. Like <laughs> but what is she doing in the game? She's not a Sega. She's not a Sega. She's yeah. not a Sega All Star. Although yeah. I know it's Sonic and All Star. Wreck It Ralph, kind of like Wreck-It Ralph cool. makes sense because he's, like, oh, he's game jumping. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. That makes sense. He's game jumping. But oh, what's she doing there? Uh, it's kind of it's, weird, it's but weird. It, it's weird and cool at the same time. It's like oh, something you wouldn't really expect. Like also, two things. Yep. Um, one is unrelated. So I'll save it at the end. <laughs> okay. But um, I guess Sega around the time that this game just around the time that Transformed came out or mm-hmm. recently came out. I guess they wanted people to vote on, like, oh... If, oh, yeah, they have user vote DLC, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, if, if you get enough votes, we'll, like, pitch it to Sega and see which ones, like... Yeah, see my digital, they drop it. And I think... And they say, like, they'll take, like, the top four or something, and they already... And not only did a lot of people vote, but, like, just but, the fact that, like, it was, like, over, like, 5,000. Like, they only were only expecting, like... A couple hundred to care, yeah, and they got thousands. Yeah, like, I think, like, the top four were, like, Hatsume Miko, the Japanese digital pop artist. That's, <laughs> That's random, okay. Yeah. The one from the Toyota commercials for us Americans. That's yeah. how we know her. Um, Vector Man. Oh, Vector Man would be cool. Um, I forgot the other one. And the last one was, I thought was interesting, the Sega Saturn guy. The mascot? The Yeah, the guy that... That's Vector very, Man. like, final boss of PlayStation Battle All-Stars, which uh, he's, is an he's old like, PlayStation mascot. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but he's a person. So is the Sega Saturn mascot in Japan, isn't it? Oh, like the guy, the like guy. the human guy. Yeah, the human guy. Oh, the one from the Japanese the, the, commercial. The, the dojo Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, okay. I thought you meant like some anime guy. No, 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 no. That guy. Huh. And that guy got the most votes, apparently. By the way, uh, to anyone that's considering buying the game, or to you who has the game, Jose, check it on Christmas. Unlock oh. Or don't say what no, it no, is. No, no, I, I know what it is, but yeah. Don't say what it is. There's a special unlock on Christmas. And yep. it's cool that they do yeah. seasonal things like that. And it that. got confirmed on all consoles. That yeah, because they just typed it. in the date. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a cool little bonus. Just wait till Christmas. It'll be... It's a cool bonus. Yeah. True Sega fans will appreciate it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's Sonic. So overall, worth the 40 once they fix the patch. Definitely worth the 40. Like once it, they fix it, the it definitely patch. Be, yeah, yeah, once they fix the patch. But I mean, it'd be worth the full price. I mean, you get so much, like... It's literally Smash Brothers amount of content, but mm-hmm. Sega. It's it's Sega's Smash Brothers, but it's racing instead of fighting. It's literally what it is. Right. So that's awesome. Oh, the other thing I was gonna say, because you mentioned Wreck-It Ralph yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. I, I I guess I was thinking too hard about Wreck-It Ralph at, at some movie? point this week. Yeah. 
Because, I, cause, I mean, Bowser's my favorite video game character. And he's and in it for, like, a minute. So I'm all like, I mean, just thinking, like, about the Bowser scene. Yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know, it just occurred to me. It's like, wait a minute. They're on an arcade. Mm-hmm. And this, one of these characters is only supposed to be coming from different arcades. So where'd Bowser come from? Uh, Mario was an arcade game. Super Mario Brothers was an arcade. Super Mario Brothers? Yep. Really? Yep, I've played the arcade version multiple times. You mean the, not the one with the Coopers? Not Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. They were both arcade games, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, all right. There you go. That's all that mystery. mystery solved. You can sleep easy now. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, oh. I, I would like to mention real quick, uh, we talked, like I said, when we topped off, or when we first started talking about uh, all the, you know, the underdogs. Then why was Snake's exclamation mark there? No, I don't see. I don't know. Don't overthink it. Uh, <laughs> but what I will say is, we meant, I mentioned that last time we talked a lot about the big games for the Wii U. I do want to quickly mention, since I've been playing them a lot, Call of Duty's online community is growing. That was an issue that I mentioned uh, last time. From 1 to 2? No, from like 600 to 1,200. Oh. <laughs> At least that last check. But it is it growing. <laughs> it is growing, and it is still extremely easy to find a match. And it seems like most people did on you there ever are still a, good sports. Did you ever have a problem finding a match? Not re- Well, I played, on, I played online for the first time on Thanksgiving Day, which no one's really online. So I kept running into the same people. But now if I switch matches, it's different people. But I just want to say, since I haven't played online... So you didn't get the any Nintendo angry com- messages at you after... No, the Nintendo community so far has been pretty friendly, even when you're really bad at it. I guess like most me. of the adopters are the people that want to like, yeah, make the it's console... Yeah, like, it's like Miiverse is really positive right now. I mean, yeah, there's the... Oh, Rabbids and uh, Rabbids. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, so the dudes over at Destructoid, specifically Jim Sterling, I think, right? Yeah. He, uh, William Defoe'd. <laughs> Rabbids Lands. Oh, uh, Rabbids Land. I'm all yeah, people don't even have the game. Yeah, their community on Miiverse. If you recall, last week I was saying, oh, go to Funky Barn. It has, like, funny, you know, random comments. Go to Rabbids Land. It's all William Defoe all the time. It's ridiculous. And random weird puns on William Defoe. Like... Yeah. There's a Goomba Foe, for example. It's a Goomba with a William Defoe face. Who's William Defoe? Is he some... He's an actor. Oh. But it's just, like, super random, I know. Um,. But no, I just want to say that it is still really nice. We're two weeks in with the Wii U, I think. Is that right? Yeah, we're two weeks in. And it's still a very, not just Call of Duty, but beyond that, the Miiverse as a whole, it's still very, like, not what you expect from online. Not much um, trolling. still very positive, still very friendly. Everyone's still super amped, I mean, excited. We're still young. We still... Yeah, but I'm saying even in, like, two weeks, it's still positive, even though way more people probably have it now than they did a week ago. Yeah. So, I'm hoping, I'm realistically, once Christmas passes and all the people that get it as gifts are going to hop online, that's when things will go downhill. But for now, it's really nice community, and it's really cool to like be able so to take advantage. Fans. Yeah, take advantage of it, and the best way to take advantage of it is by following me and Jose on the Miiverse or friending us. I wow, well, that's perfect plug, right? Thank you for setting that up. Uh, you can find me at JSR or no, that's my Twitter. Jason you can R. find me at Jason R. You can find Jose at Wero W E I R O underscore O, and you know we'd love if you have one of the few online games that we own in his case Sonic in my case uh, Call of Duty we'd love to play online or follow you or whatever That's, it'd be cool to get a community going I've been saying that for yeah, and so far episodes. it's actually benefited me um, there was okay <laughs> no, like, like, having, like, I got free money somehow <laughs> no, no, I just <laughs> shot out of the disc slot all this money it was no, weird no 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 like in Zombie U because yeah. um, like one of the people that we friended Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he also has a game, and this, I believe Jed is. Yeah, Jed, Jed, Jed. Shout, shout out yeah, to him. Jed Sterling. Well, thank you for all the the hoarding you're doing with the with the, <laughs> with the items. It's like every time I run into like your like your zombie, like the zombie fight self, and I kill him. Like he's like packed with like 
like ammo refills and so much health and like everything. It's like I he's ran, doing it just for you. It's like I ran into like a treasure chest. It's like amazing. His train of thought, I'm sure, is man, I, I kind of like listening to that podcast. I should just give him a tons of ammo. So there you go. I don't know, like tons I was like ammo. I like ran out of bullets like in Buckingham Palace, and then I ran into your zombie, and like after I killed him, I was like stuck to the T. It was crazy. <laughs> But yeah, no, it is. I mean, we already have a couple people. Him, um, we have Mecca. We have one person who followed us. But I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name person. Uh, but we do appreciate it. And it is cool that we're starting to build a community. And we'd love to keep that going. So please do follow us. And we'll follow you back or friend you. Or yeah, sorry if my zombies and myself. I tend to... I, I'm yeah, I'm sorry if it. we end up playing... Whoever I'm playing, if we end up playing Call of Duty and I'm like shooting a wall. <laughs> I'm just bad at it. It's not nothing personal. But, <laughs> no, but, um, it's funny because, you know, things, we're in the midst of the holiday season right now, so, you know, we're all playing a bunch of really high-profile games, so releases are starting to slow down, but we do have some exciting stuff coming up on the site and the podcast in the next few weeks, um, at least eShop-wise, Aeroporter, which is a new eShop game from, uh, Yut Saito, I think is his name, he did Odama on the GameCube and Sim Tower. that hits eShop, actually, that just... Odama? Yeah, whatever, same difference. <laughs> that just hit eShop the other day, actually, this past Thursday. And we're going to have full impressions of that coming up. And then Fluidity comes out around Christmas, so that's going to happen in our episode after Christmas. So yeah, there's still a lot of, you know, stuff happening in the Nintendo world. And, and speaking of Nintendo world, unintentional transition, perfect. I'm actually, at the time this is being posted on the site, I'm going to be in New York City. And that means a trip to Nintendo World Store. And that means some interesting coverage about of Nintendo World coming to the site in a couple weeks. Once I get back from New York, so give me um, something cool. Sure. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, check the site roundtown.com for that. You can get updates on that and our next podcast, which we're back on the usual biweekly schedule. So that will be in two weeks. Ooh, break week. Yeah, we haven't had one of those for a while, but um, that'll be in two weeks on the sixteenth. So tune in for that. And uh, you can keep up with all this if you don't want to check the site. We understand it takes a lot to click things. So feel free to subscribe um, on iTunes, on the brand new iTunes. They just rolled out iTunes 11 uh, recently, Apple, and it's very nice. And you can still subscribe to podcasts and they still auto-download and whatnot, but it's all very sleek and, and full screen and not very shiny. It's actually very chromeless. It's very uh, flat. It's very current design uh-huh. motifs. But anyway, so check that out. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Follow us on Twitter, at Ram Nintendo, or either of us individually, at JSR7 for me, at Wero for him, that's W-E-I-R-O underscore O. And with that said, I think that pretty much does it for this podcast. Um, thanks for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Yep.